You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, me? This is your boy, Al Mega. Thank you for tuning in to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Yes, different view because this is just insane. I have no internet, so I gotta use the phone. I'm using my regular equipment, folks. All right, so you gotta excuse the fact that I'm not be able to show some links and some awesome powerpoints as I talk to this amazing illustrator today. You got this awesome project, coloring book, do your own story. I kind of feel like ad libs and not whatnot to me. Showing my age, right, Konya? Um, but this creator is just absolutely amazing. I'm so happy I have him on. The one, the only, the legendary, if you will, Craig Holland. Get up. What is popping? How are you doing today? And I can't hear you for some Dude. odd reason because you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> My mic again. I don't know what it is. So. But I'm doing well. Technical difficulties, folks. I'm doing well, bro. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Apologies that, you know, this is not in the typical Comic Crusaders podcast fashion, just due to the limitations I, I, I have just currently. But don't you worry. We're still going to take care of you. The notes is going to have everything, all the links, the footy pictures and all that good stuff. Don't you worry. So, Craig, you know, again, thank you for taking some time. So let's get into her. Let's get doing it. Get my brother, <laughs> tell the people, where's my brother Craig from? Okay, so I'm initially from New Hampshire, so uh, lived in a small okay. town, went to college in a slightly less small town in Manchester, and then I currently live in Maine right now, so in the New England area. Okay. So so you stood there. You're New Englander for life or what? At this point, yeah. I mean, at the, I, I moved <laughs> to, it's like once you're kind of in there for a few years, you, just, you can't get out at this point. It's like you might go to... You might go to Mass, you might go to Connecticut, but you're pretty much going to stay within that confine of uh, New England. Land. I, I escaped. I, I, I broke the mold. I went from New York <laughs> to Mass to Rhode Island, and now I'm in Florida. Oh, wow. So you really broke the mold. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now <laughs> it feels like summer every day. It's horrible. Oh, God. It's funny. I, I can't. One of my brothers, um, he broke – he's at a few different jobs. He went to upstate New York. He went to – California, he went to Illinois, and now he's back in oh, Massachusetts. Okay. So he's pretty much like every few years it seems like he moves around. So it's like, all right, he just kind of you know, <laughs> nomadic behavior. So <laughs> he's trying to find the right weather. I know it's difficult, you know, because up there we got the four seasons, but those northeast snowstorms ain't no joke. <laughs> no, 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 like right I now, know. like I think up north Maine and like New Hampshire is getting hit with snow, and I'm like, just rain for us. Ugh, what? Oh my, well, it, let me get more of a humble brag here. Oh, it feels like New York summer where I'm at. You know, I go outside, I'm catching a suntan like instantly. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for this, it, it's like, you know, it's like you come out of a nice cold pool and somebody just happens to throw a very hot towel on you. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. That's how bad it feels. I'm like, <clears throat> All right. I got to throw up focus. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Talk about growing up and the fandom, the pop culture that, that was available to you. Was it something that was available? Was it something you found on your own? Was it mommy? Was it daddy? Was it Titi? How did you get put on? So, like, growing up, a lot of the fandom I liked, it was just, um, I'm trying to think, like, a lot of, like, the like, early 90s cartoons. I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan. Uh, obviously, Spider-Man. And I'm a 90s kid. Jeez. I'm feeling my age. I don't to be 90s, but 90s kids. <laughs> <laughs> It's no, I, I completely feel that because like there are people even younger than me, like oh yeah, like this is nostalgic, like back in like two thousand late two thousand, like wait, I was in high school, God, yeah, you're like what are you, nostalgic? How dare you call me old? <laughs> I'm just like, come, like I'm not. What, it, this is like a like a Russian doll. Like, it keeps getting before you know this. You get three or like oh this is awesome. Like you're three. How do you know this? Right. <laughs> wow, I can't believe they did that so many years ago. Like what are you talking about, kid? I'm about to kick you back into the womb. <laughs> Pretty much, it's like just go back in there. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but um, so, okay. yeah, like, so a lot turtles, of that stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles. Um, I have like a huge collection. Um, kind of around. Uh, actually, I'll turn my camera, but you I have that Ninja Turtles too. Oh, okay, you can see them on the oh, nice. top shelf. Actually, right behind me, actually, too, is um, like a bunch oh, of damn. Action... 
Yeah, so like I have two older brothers, so some of them are their toys, some of them are mine. Um, but yeah, that was a fan of like Power Rangers, old like Super Nintendo games, just stuff like that. It was just I always kind of gravitate toward how it was just so very colorful and just so yeah bonkers in a good way. Where it's like, how do you sell an idea of like you know four pizza eating turtles or a guy that crawls on walls? But <laughs> a lot but of more that's... so four pizza eating turtles that know uh, martial arts that were trained by a rat. Okay. Exactly. And they're not <laughs> sluggish at all. Like they're just like nimble, but they're eating like, you know, like a whole pizza, like nothing. And I, I do it. I'm like, I'm hey. for days. Yo, bro, I love pizza. I, again, I mean, listen, you, you get food groups there. You get dairy, you <laughs> get veggies, and you get, you know, uh, wheat, bread. So at least you get three out of them. No? Exactly. You get, you put like meat, you put like pepperoni or like, you yeah, know, there, there you go, brother. It's a yeah. complete meal. <laughs> you get the whole food group right there. You get everything. You're good. Craig, you are my people. A person that makes excuses for why pizza is healthy is an ally and a friend. Right. <laughs> it's like the best thing for you. It's got everything. <laughs> I dig it. So, okay. W- did you find the tribe easily while you were there as a kid in the Northeast? Yeah, so a lot of that stuff, um, like, uh, I'm trying to think, like, like the cartoons, like, my older brothers, they had it, like, on VHS tapes. I watched a lot of that, rented from the video store. <laughs> I, I know, God, yeah. I dated myself once where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I videotaped her. Like, I said something like, oh, I want to rent to this. I'm like, oh, God, I just aged myself so bad. Right. A rent? What do you mean? What's that mean? Do you remember Blockbuster Kids? Probably not. <laughs> you mean the thing on Amazon where you just have the video for like a day and then it goes away? No, 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 no. We actually like go out of the house and do it. So we have to physically pick up a tape and return it and rewind it. Be kind and rewind, folks. <laughs> there was a book I read like um about a year ago. It was like Confessions of like a a movie heckler. It was a guy who like reviewed movies back in the nineties and the two thousands, and he had like the best um. It was something to the extent of like, you know, he had like his wife go out, pick him up a, like a tape from the video store. And he kind of gave like a vague description, like, oh, it's this sort of actor and this plot. And she goes to get it. She comes back. It's the wrong one. He should go back again. So, and she goes like four or five times until she gets the right one. But it's the joke is how like at the time, like so many movies had similar plots. Like, no, oh, the one with the white guy who's on top of the bus. It's like, oh, yeah. one? <laughs> there's too many. Give me that. That's, that's, that's like a half of the 80s posters right there. Come on now. Seriously, like I follow Drew Sturgeon on um on Twitter, <laughs> the guy who does like all the like pretty much every movie poster known to man. And I'm like, wow, they all like some of the '80s ones just all look the same. It's just you know that like that Frank Frazetta like it, just, they like, just yeah. transposed the actor, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I love it. So okay, so here you are, you're a young man in the Northeast. Uh, you know, you're loving your turtles and whatnot. When did you start getting into like illustration? When did that come about? So I always kind of drew when I was a kid growing up. And then in high school, I kind of got into it again. And um, it was something I felt um, like like I wasn't because I was actually going to be an architect. And then I'm like, I kind of gravitated more towards drawing. Then I went to college um, uh, in art school in New Hampshire. It was the New Hampshire Institute of Art. Now it's uh, Institute of Art and Design. It's a longer name now. But um yeah, and I kind of learned my craft there. I like, took a lot of like fine art classes, illustrative classes, kind of a little bit of everything. And it all did help me along the way. And then once I graduated, I did some freelance work like for like magazines around New oh, Hampshire. Cool. And, Anything we know? Uh, there was I did a Hampshire magazine for a while. And then in Rhode Island, I did mo- a couple covers for Motif magazine. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I know Motif. I lived in Rhode Island, so I know Motif. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Exactly. It was funny because I remember – um. I was at Rhode Comic Con like maybe five, six years ago and they took my card and I was like, oh, okay, then whatever. I didn't think much of it. And then a few months later, they're like, hey, you want to do a cover for us? And I did a few and they're like, they'd interview with me and like, oh, nice. Yeah. It was like a brief, like little snippet. And they go, well, oh, where are you from? Like New Hampshire. Like, how'd you get in contact with us? I'm like, I was at Rhode Island Comic Con. Like, yeah, we stake out that place. <laughs> I was at your show, darn it. Again, hey, bro, it's, it's the biggest con in the liberal state. I, I was d- going every year while I lived in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Uh, a shout out to Alter Reality. You know, they put on a fun show. Oh, it's great. I, I haven't got a chance to go back there, but when I was there, I, I did a lot of smaller conventions. Like, oh, it's not, it's nothing. And, you know, I can show up a little late, but well, not late, but close, like, you know, right when it's about to open. I get in the yeah. parking lot. I see this huge line outside. I'm like, please don't be for vendors. Please don't be for vendors. 
thankfully it's like the people going. I'm like, I got my badge. I'm like, okay, I can go in. I can go in. Oh, that badge is a blessing because you know that's how we get in press pads. It's like you know that line. What do you mean? Go to the side door. Hey, <laughs> I love it's it. Carpool lane. I'm going. Hell yeah, yo, I feel so special. Like, yes, and then I get to see everything pre-game, see how everybody's doing before, see the people come in with the excitement. Oh, Wonderful man. energy, man. And then to see the people like you, you know, the creators and, you know, just kicking ass and, and just uh, really, you know, showcasing, you know, what they do. It's such an amazing experience. I, I Something I really love. You know, I, I can't wait for MegaCon in Orlando. That's my next convention. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're going to kick some ass there. Hooking up with Geek Fest Film Fest. So it's, you know, comic creators hang out with Independent Film Festival. And yeah, we're going to be kicking butt. <laughs> giveaways, folks, giveaways. Like you got to come down to Florida, Craig. You got to come down to Florida, man. I've never been. So, I mean, at some point, I got to get my, you know, my pacey, you know, white self down there at some point. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. Don't you worry, man. I may go and take you out. You get color in a day. And then, and then we, we could see some good comic goodness all over the place. Cause I mean, within my own area, there's four comic shops within, uh, 20 minute uh distance that is both awesome and dangerous at the same time yeah it is i know i know my my, my uh wallet and wife don't appreciate it very much but yeah i do <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh you're getting into the creativity now when did you really start taking it like really serious like i want to do something with this so pretty much right when i got out of the, out of the gate in college because you know they're like prepping you know you want to be a professional artist i um like again like i got in contact with people like at Nature Magazine, and, like, I kind of, like, kept looking for, like, okay, what's, like, looking at, like, Twitter posts, like, people looking for artists or, like, other avenues. Like, we actually have an alumni page from my college where it actually posts, like, hey, anybody looking for, like, freelance work? Um, That's kind of around the time I started doing comic conventions was around 2016 where I started tabling and started selling fan art prints, and then 2017, I I still published my first comic where the one in the background, you can see, called me Reggie, where it yeah. Basically, you know, coloring comic book, you know, fill in the panels, you know, fill in the dialogue, color the panels, make them say wherever you want them to, and kind of just like snowballing from there, and just kind of networking with other people too, and and trying to think. I met actually done covers from people I met at conventions too, so it's kind of like fun, like seeing all come full circle. So dope, dope. Check you out and, and talk to me about Reggie. I mean, a frog, but as a Puerto Rican, and you know, we have a Coqui, which is you know, a frog is basically our national character. <laughs> you really? know what I mean? Yeah, bro, the Coqui. So talk to me about Reggie. What type of frog is he? Where did this idea come from? And again, the uniqueness of this project too. Yeah, so I can. So a few things. Uh, the character itself. I started the the character back actually over ten years ago at this point. So the idea was, um, I didn't. We didn't illustrate for my history. My illustration in one class where it was okay. Put a an animal in a human situation, like you know, like a like it'd be anything, like a bear at a stock market or just any silly thing like that. <laughs> and the teacher was a bit. Um, at art school, you can have teachers who are like they they embrace really weird ideas and some that don't. He was yeah. one of the ones that didn't, and I like doodled this, like all oh, this frog as like <laughs> Mortal Kombat scorpion, uh, reptile, where like his, his tongue turned into like a, a like a harpoon or like um a shuriken. Yeah. And I doodled like, no, he's not gonna go for it. So like, I just kind of kept it aside. I did something else. And that summer, like you know, I'll, I drew it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Then my senior year, uh, I think actually my junior year at one point, we did like redid old pieces. That was when I redid. And then our senior project for illustration was, you know, do whatever you want. Where, like, I eventually did a comic book, and I eventually did like a small story with this character. Okay. And cool. it's kind of like it snowballed over time. Which is funny, he actually saw the character that same teacher years later. He goes, "That's awesome!" I'm like, no, you're supposed to hate it. Ah, it's, it's awesome to- now. You gave me enough. Like- <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> exactly. But um, and then basically it was kind of um, another inspiration. Do you know like uh? So the movie The Mask, like it was based off a comic book back in yeah, from Dark Horse. I know, I love The Mask, absolutely. I, it's like one of my favorite comic books, and like I kind of like the idea of other people, like you know, getting like a mask or a ring, and it just does kind of like really weird things to you. And that's where it kind of stumbled from there, where guy gets a ring and just turns into a frog. How did you find the mask, though? I gotta know this because again, you're a young man, you know, people. 
uh, uh, at a young age, I acclimated towards books from Marvel and DC. Yeah. What was it about the mask from Dark Horse that just, you're like, oh man, uh, I like this. <laughs> so I, I go down a lot of rabbit holes. Like I find like, <laughs> like I love like universal horror movies. I like old movies. I like a lot, just find really weird, obscure stuff. Like oh, you're my brother from another mother, bro. Facts. I, I do the same thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone in that regard. <laughs> and um, and I think how I found out about the mask. So like obviously the Ninja Turtles, like you know years ago, I found out in high school they were a comic book, and then and then, like I go on Wikipedia a lot. Like at the time, I was like maybe nineteen, twenty, and I found like, hey, the mask it was based on a comic. Like that can't be right. And I found it was, <laughs> and I found a really. Because you never know, like, there's so many books that you wouldn't think are based off a comic, but they are, like, um... Yeah. Oh, what's that one from Daniel Klaus? Ghost World. That's another one where... Oh, yeah, knew, yeah. Know the, know the movie, but they don't know, like, the... That's actually based off a book. Oh, even, like, that Jennifer Lopez one that just came out. You know, that that, that married one where she married... Where she's with Owen Wilson, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's based on a webcomic! Oh, so weird. Yeah, so, and the thing is that it was not sold un- under that. Like, it was... No one... They didn't even state, oh, based on the webcomic buy. She tried to sell this, oh, this is based on my life. No, it's not. You lying after you. How dare you? Yeah. Right? right? Thank you. Don't disrespect any comic creators. Say like, hey, this came from a webcomic. No interview that she did stated it came from a webcomic. So as a Puerto Rican, I'm embarrassed. Like, How dare she? That's bad. Oh my god. Yeah, that's really bad. I mean, give credit, yo. I mean, I the, you know how I found out, Craig? How? The creator followed me uh, on uh, Twitter, and then of course, you know, I always double check who is this person before I follow because I always follow back. So long as you're not uh, a, a person that believes in gating or, or or negative, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're positive, love, and an awesome creator, then I'm for you, and I'll follow you right back. So I checked. I'm like, oh no, he didn't get out. <laughs> it blew my mind, and I told my wife because she enjoyed the movie. She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yo, look, boom. Oh god, that's so strange. Like, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. like you know, if it's come from a comic, don't be embarrassed. Yeah. You know, comics are stories too, so you know, it is what it is. What's the problem? Yeah. That's just my, for me, because I definitely want to see this frog in action. Although, you got this frog in action in a whole different way. Because as an illustrator, you did something really cool. Because it's something I also enjoy doing when I'm, like, stressed. Hmm. You made this into a coloring book, bro. But not just that. When I said I feel like the ad-libs from back again, I don't know if I'm dating myself. Did you remember the ad-lib books that you would order from Scholastic? Yeah. Yeah, I remember those. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank you for not making me feel that old. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, I think they still have them. I think I I think I went to like Barnes and Noble Books a Million. I think I saw Mad Libs there and I'm like, oh, they still have those. Nice. Oh, wow. Say word. So t- talk about the inspiration, why that route, why coloring, why all of that, you know, because again, it's very cool. I, I really dig it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So when I was in, in 2016, like I started doing conventions. I'm like, I want to sell a comic, but I don't have an. I don't have a means to like actually like sell a comic. Like I don't have an idea. Like I don't know, like the the schematics behind it, like printing it, writing it, all that. I'm like I'm, I have an idea, but like because I tried yeah, a year before that. Yeah. yeah, like what it takes, and I'm I made a comic a year before, and I'm like I I kind of did it like you know nights after work, and it just didn't come out as what I wanted it to be. And then okay. I was when, like one day I was talking to someone, and like you know what you do, like when you're an artist, like you hear the phrase, you know what you do, and Nine times out of ten, it's like nothing that applies to you. It's just it goes like completely at the wall. This is the one out of the ten where they're like, "You should do a coloring comic book." I'm like, "That's not a bad mm. idea." And then, and then, <laughs> and then the um, I yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that actually solves one problem because like I can just you know it could be a loose narrative." And then the the, the uh, ad lib part, that's kind of how I did dialogue for a while. Where I'm a stickler for dialogue and like really bad dialogue in movies or books where it's like, come on, that's cheesy. They could have something better where like, I'll leave it blank. Like, like I have an idea what they're going to say. Like, and then like the last minute, what would I say in that situation? Like what's the first natural thing? And that's when I'm like, you know, I'll just leave it blank. You know, they just put whatever they want in there. Make the, kind of make their own story. Like here's like a loose narrative and you just kind of go from there. And 
and everybody's just different. Like I've seen a few people and like, Oh, I didn't expect it to go that route, but it's kind of, I wanted to make again, like kind of like a test run for like, I kickstarted back in 2017. Like, okay. all right, like I kind of want to get my foot wet, like how to print and like how to format everything correctly. And this is, all right. and yeah, it was a good was step. That a learning curve for you there too. What was that? Was that a learning curve? I mean, uh, how much did you have to kind of learn and how big was that learning curve? How long did it take it to acclimate yourself, you know, to, you know, create this the way that you did? So the, so it was a learning curve. Like, I think one thing was like finding, making consistent page sizes. Like there was one, like, if that makes sense, like there's that standard, like, you know, where the proportion is for comic books, like making okay. sure it all fits in there. Cause there are times where, there's one page where it had, it had an open top and I'm like, I drew it. And I'm like, why is this proportion not right? I was like an inch short on one of the, one of the sides. Like, Oh, okay, I gotta fix that. It, it was an easy fix, but I was like, that was one thing. Um, obviously understanding all my costs. So like the book printing, the shipping, the production time, mm-hmm. shipping to other people. That was another learning curve too, where I how did think, you learn that portion, you know, of the business, if you will. Oh, how did I pick up on that or? I'll let you pick up on that to say, okay, this is what's going to be best for me. Because again, we we have a lot of creators that 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 tune in. So just to kind of learn that journey, like how did you figure this out? So my day job a few years ago, so I used to work at a t-shirt company. So like I was customer service and printing, like you know, printing like submitting orders for like t-shirts, promo items. So it was kind of like a I don't want to say a trial run, but it kind of gave me insight. Like, okay, this is what my raw cost is for a t-shirt, like. Say you want to print like 120 t-shirts. This is our raw cost. This is like our print. This is what you mark the t-shirt up. This is the print cost on top of that. And like, you know, other t- stuff like shipping. And it just kind of one of those things where like, okay, like I got that same mindset. Okay. Like yeah. I want to use this kind of paper, how many pages. Cause now with books, it's, I think you have to do like increments of four. So it has to be like, you know, 28 pages, 32, like so on and so forth. So that's something you got to keep in mind too. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. I know some printers are like that too, because basically what they do is they take a long sheet of paper, they staple it and like fold it in half. Ah, okay. Yeah, which when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's, you don't think of it, but it's like, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. But, <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of, yeah, like, like, understand, like, okay, how, like, I'm trying to think. So, like, what the minimum is to print, you know, how many, like, feasibly can I get printed? Like, what would it be the cost? Like, again, outbound shipping, like, to, like, to me. So, like, a lot of that stuff, I'm like, Okay, keeping track so that way I can like go you know, proper so that way I don't do the thing with Kickstarter where it's like, oh, here's my goal, then I like I miss something like greatly, which mm. I was misquoted on my first book for printing like slightly, but I'm like, okay, I kinda it wasn't a huge thing. Oh. It just I was like, Oh, I'm like trying to submit How did like you handle that. Because you are an independent creator, you know, you get a misquote, those misquotes, you know, those misquotes hit the pocket, you know what I mean? Yeah. So how how did you handle that uh, as an independent creator? It was there was a few things. One, I talked to them and it, it, they worked, we worked something out. And the other thing was, I'm trying to think like with Kickstarter too, especially they take um like Kickstarter gets a little bit of a fee, then like uh, a little bit of a fee for using Stripe, like their, their payment processing. So it kind of uh-huh. evened out a little they bit. Do, I, they do an eBay, basically 10% off the top and then whatever else I could charge you on, I'll charge you. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, which I get you're using their platform. Like it's basically, yeah, you're using, you're using our platform. You're on your own. We're not going to take any accountability, but um, it kind of worked yeah, out where yeah, like we're taking money from you anyway. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you get to play with us, but you know, there's a little bit of a fee involved. It's like, great. <laughs> but yeah. one thing was, um, yeah, the fees weren't as high as I thought. Like, I over, I overestimated. So it kind of even out a little bit, but okay, good. And yeah. So in same thing in my last, the Kickstarter I did last year where, I think for the I think actually my shit a few things came out like a little like I say I overestimate outbound shipping to people so my backers so it actually worked out like oh god like this came out higher but like my shipping came down lower but I like, oh. listen I rather have an overcharged thought and, and then be so under you're like oh my god more profit I'm happy <laughs> I'm like oh god not in the whole thank you God <laughs> <laughs> oh man you were sweating huh. I was so when how, I was, many, how many how many crowdfunding projects do you have on the about thus far? I've done two. So this I published Kelly Me Reggie, I published in 2017. Oh, look at that book. Yeah, that was this uh, is Pride and Joy Radio. How thick is that baby? Oh, look at that. She's a thick one, huh? She uh, I'm trying to remember. Actually, do I have a page count? I wanna say 
so they can put up the yeah, camera. Show me that, baby. Look at that. Hell yeah. Look at that. Look at that, folks. I'm able to change the camera. I figured it out. Look at that. Ooh. Ooh. So that's, oh, man. And is that the kind of the same coloring paper similar to what Image has been doing with their coloring books? That type of style? I, I don't know if you've seen those books. I, I might have. It kind of like is. Like, I know that's like that type of. Yeah, yeah. Like a little bit better than printing paper. It's kind of like that kind of quality. Nice. Okay, okay. Bet, bet, bet. And then this one I just published last year. It's Corporal, my, our adventure Corporal Mascot. So basically, it's a game about retro video games. So I can just, and basically the back of it. PlayStation joint, the first one too, the controller. <laughs> yeah, so actually, can I, I see if I can find it. So, Are you a PlayStation guy? Is that what you're trying to tell me, bro? Uh, Ooh, it's color. Kid. So the inspiration of the, actually, can I show it? The inspiration, so I kind of did each generation of video games. So, like, this is based off of, like, the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, and the TurboGrafx-16 a little bit. Oh, like, my God. You said Turbo. Bro, I had that with Slaughterhouse and Bonk's Adventure. Oh, God, I love Bonk. Bonk is amazing. I love yeah. Bonk. Hey, you want to talk about Super Nintendo? My birthday's this weekend. Look what my brother bought me. What? No way. Yes. That is dope. I have it right there, the cartridge. There it goes. Uh, he's still my beating. I need the uh, booklet. And one of my boys found the booklet online on eBay. Do you know that they want $45 for the booklet alone? Oh, God. Jesus. But you know what? If I get birthday money, that's free money to me. I'm going to go for it. Like, hell yeah. For that, to finish this, because this is a custom box. This is not oh. the OG box. It's a look. Look at this. Is that clamshell? Yeah, 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 yo. Ooh, oh, that's sweet. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's a custom box from a company called CustomGameCases.com. So any game you have that doesn't have a box, you could get a custom, and, and they use the original printing from the original game and everything to make the cover. I'm gonna give that a shot. Yeah, there's some games I'm like, I want to put it in a box, but I want to use like the flimsy like. The paper ones like back like the you don't want that crap yeah no. like i still have my spawn dreamcast japanese edition <laughs> i actually have that game too. complete yeah I I, I mean, disc. I, yeah bro i got both the japanese and american dreamcast because that was a system ahead of its time but because it was sega i, I think people pooped on it and, and not realizing how advanced it really was yeah i, actually, I mean it's a modem dude before anybody else and plus it had like the vmu where it you could oh, pretty much take like mini games on the go. Yes, yes. What a ill system. What did they do wrong, bro? What they actually, is they actually Jeez. had a book from um I can't remember the company, but they actually did a Sega Dreamcast book, like kind of the history of it a little bit and all the production mm. art behind it. It is, my God, it is amazing. It's okay. Like, I need that in my life because I'm a big fan of the Dreamcast. I mean, Rush 2049 is one of my favorite racing games on that platform. That oh that's a dope. One. I'm trying to think of it. It's funny. Like a few years ago, my buddy, I was at his house and we we're like playing games. I brought Rush 2049 over and we're like, we just started playing the battle mode. Like this is this is amazing. Why haven't we been playing yeah. this? More? Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, you know, I kind of raised my daughter on that. You know, I, I used to beat her ass when she was nothing but a wee lad, and, and then as she got older, uh, I was like, holy shit, she finally beat me. <laughs> it's daddy's getting rusty. It's like it's like at that point, like, wait, I'm not letting you win anymore. This is this is getting personal. Like, hey, man, I'm starting to sweat. Let me take my hat off. Holy shit! Because no, nah, this is getting serious, kid. <laughs> it's like, do you want to eat tonight? No, it's not they roll up the sleeves. Like, all right, that's my ticket personal. It's funny that's with it, the Dreamcast because I actually did an homage to it. Like, um, oh my it's... god, hold on, I need to see this even bigger. Stop lying. Oh, I love it. Thank you for doing that. You got man after my heart, bro. That's right. I'm digging it. We're fans, bro. Come to Florida. I got my Dreamcast. I'll pull that bad boy out, and we're going to play some games, bro. And I still got my Nintendo 64, so you want to do some WCW versus NWO, let me know. I love those wrestling games. Those are are killer. Yeah, the N64 ones were some of the best, uh, especially the Battle Royale. It was just one night that my uh, brother-in-law, I don't know, it was my my brother, my brother-in-law, all of us. The ladies went out. So I pulled out the 64, we were playing it. This is when it was still new, you know. Yeah. Man, let me tell you that any character my brother-in-law would choose in this, you know, because remember, you could put all four remotes. So anytime he would come in, I swear to God, either me, 
my oh, one of my brothers was waiting for him, clotheslined him out. He was not getting into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> you know that game you could cheese, but you could be such a cheese master in that game. I loved it. Oh God, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I want to play this a little bit. Okay, now, 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 now I made a Mitch. I made poor Craig itch for this. Now, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastard! I got to pull out my stuff now. This book, man, where can I get it? Because again, you got fog coloring, it's ad libbing, and that ad libbing part, though. You know, before you even continue. Yeah. Why that? Like, 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 what, 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 what kind of you made you choose? Say, you know, not just the coloring part, because I think that ad libbing is what really stood out to me. Because yeah. I've seen a lot of coloring books, but the fact that shit, I could actually make this kind of my own story too. Yeah, because the the way I start off the book is there's a little description where it's like, oh yeah, you know, there's a deadline coming up, and uh, the colorist and the uh, letterer they're gone. You can't we they they bail out of the project, so you got to finish it just in time. So I kind of I figured not- like, well, I want to make it more just like a coloring in like some people could do a great but i'm like i want to more something personal like hey like you know just i don't know what to make the story here's like a very vague narrative just like these two people a couple people fighting and just and be like oh what would you say or how would you make it different like some people make it a series some people just put <laughs> complete nonsense in there so oh man i, I could imagine yeah because i know my head is already you know running through uh scenarios if you will of how i would do that I, i'm digging it um are you going to do more of these or what? Yeah. So uh, you mean just like books in general or do more coloring books or more of these coloring books, especially within the narrative uh, 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 with the frog character or, or, and then obviously, you know, any more projects and, you know, and, you know, where you kind of trying to lean towards, you know, let's, let's speak it onto the world. Cause when you speak things, you manifest them. So let's manifest right now. <laughs> so I've uh, kind of, short-term plans i want to potentially start a web comic with my fiance we've had our idea we're doing our cats like we do like these really dumb jokes like oh yeah what if our cat got a paper to pay our mortgage or something wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you have a fiance that likes this culture too uh kind of sort did you get that lucky to find someone that enjoys this too (laughs) she she (laughs) you're segueing her into it gotcha She's so, yeah, she's she's not opposed to it, but she awesome. she she likes it. She's like, we kind we like certain things together. Like we we'll watch like certain movies together, and I kind of got her into games a little bit, and and she reads Excellent. she reads a lot, and she actually became a better a more consistent reader because of her. Because like when I first met her, she like oh I read like fifty books a year, and that's a slow year for me. And I'm like what what? And they're like books this thick. Holy shit, yo, kudos, kudos, because I, I, I really want to get to that level, because again, when you read on that level, that's how you work out your brain, okay. to be honest, you know what I mean, so good on her, Um, if, if I, you know, I read a lot of comics, I don't know yeah. what that would equate to in book size, but when it comes to book books, I maybe, maybe read two to maybe three a year at most, wow, 50, shit. She has put me to shame. I'm really got to step up. <laughs> like I remember before I met her, like, oh yeah, I'm like, like the most I've read in the past few years is 27, but that was pandemic year. Just like, <laughs> <You're getting them>. bored. <laughs> well, it was, I think I tracked it where I would probably would have read like maybe 15, 18 books. Just cause my goal that year was like 12 and then pandemic okay. happened. I read like four books. So it wasn't for so, Wait a minute. So you set yourself a reading goal? Let, let, and why? And so, why do you do that? Let's talk about that because I think that's important for for everybody too. I mean, if you're fans and you know, all, but you also got you know. Again, this is yeah. a this is a a muscle. So yeah. why why did you put that goal? I kind of like to make little goals for myself, like because one, I have a huge backlog of books. Like, okay, I want to make this into kind of how do I phrase it, like a more attainable goal. Like, I'm not going to be able to read all these books. Like, okay, I got to break it. Like, same thing I do with my art too. Like. I break it down like, okay, what can I, how long does it take me to read this one book? Okay. It takes me like this long. So like maybe a book a month or like, okay. Like I think like my goal, like a few years ago was 12. I did 27. I destroyed that goal last oh, year. I'm like, wow. okay, I'll do again, pandemic. But again, I would have beaten it anyway. Last year I was like, okay, it's 15. And then I got the 15. Like, okay, okay I do like maybe five more where yeah. something like kind of give me other perspectives. Like I'll read like Stephen King. I read Christopher Moore. I read like, sports books obviously i'm trying to i kind of like keep it a little interesting like i don't know what i'm gonna read next because i i remember years ago yeah. i read like all michael Crichton books at one point I'm like okay i got 
one author it out and same thing with another one i like to kind of keep That's it up so cool. yeah just kind of keep it interesting you never like different perspectives on things you wouldn't expect and and the same thing in my art too like i'll like the way i broke did my last book where it's i broke it down where um this book i like uh the third part it's in three parts like each are about 20 ish pages long the third okay. part i did I was in furlough for six weeks because obviously pandemic, like I wrote, drew and colored or inked all 20 in pages. six in. weeks. Uh, yeah. Like about six weeks. I started maybe like a week or two before like my state was in New okay. Hampshire. They were a little slow. Like I started and then I treated like a nine to five. Like once I got in a pandemic, like furlough mode, like literally um, eight hours a day, like I got like two pages drawn and then inked and colored and, I, I was pretty close. Like there was like a one point. I'm gonna guess like, this day in April, uh, about two years ago. I'm gonna be done by this, and I was like on the dot. Like that's why like Beautiful. if I do like a, yeah, I was basically like when I was drawing, I can do like draw three pages a day. When I was inking, I get two done. When I colored, I could maybe get like one or two done. But yeah, I kind of if I break it down, it helps me like okay, this is more achievable. Like when I work out too, same thing. Like I gotta break this down. So like okay, like I can build up to this and other things Gosh. like that. Do you yeah. think that maybe are steps that a lot of independent creators should take? You know, again, you know, you have a day yeah. job and all. You know, do you, so right. you find that to be very helpful. Yeah, just kind do. of organization just helps. Like, okay, like, instead of like, oh, I only have an hour, I can't get anything done. Like, okay, what can I get done in an hour? What can I get mm-hmm. done? Like, thir- it could be something stupid. Like, um, I upload, I scan it, like scan one of my drawings on my computer. Like that half hour could save me time down the road. And or if you know like i like oh i have like you know half hour to sketch it's like i get this one sketch done i send it off to someone to get hey do you like this or like again like little things you don't think would add up it's like hey it makes it easier so when i have like a full like studio day i can just i spend less time i just get get to the point get it done gotcha gotcha awesome awesome so what's the future looking like right now what we got what we got where can i get this amazing book and then what we got coming so you can get both my books on, I have a big cartel shop. If you look for C Holland art, uh, both of them should be there now with my color book. You get free color pencils with it. Oh, what? Hey, oh shit. Say what? So how many colors we getting in there? Uh, these are just basic. I think six. So you got, come on. They're like golf pencil side. You got red. You got one that doesn't want to come out. I think that one's orange. <laughs> but you got... You get red, green, yellow, oh, blue. Cool. I think oh, cool. Oh, shit. I like that idea. Yeah, I figured, you know, just, yeah, like, just kind of throw it in with them, and then, yeah, That's then, dope. Thank you, yeah. I, I like that so much, because uh, uh, I've seen coloring books before, and none of them offer you the pencils. Hey, go ahead and go get some Crayola joints like this. Oh, God. Let me tell you, these joints are whack, all right? Oh, God. Yeah, they're whack. I don't like these at all. Uh, I I actually gave away like I found like Rose Art ones or whatever I got my hands on. I started giving those out. Then I'm I found a website that actually did like branded stuff like this. I'm like you know what? I'm gonna get it makes more sense. It's not like hey here's Crayola here's like an actual. I mean exactly because when I look at your art and just the example of of what you did, you know, yeah. with the background image, look how how popping those colors are. Thank you. And I mean, may I ask, does he have pink eyes for a reason? I mean, I hope this frog is not a smoker because I know 420 no. is coming up. That doesn't make sense, but no, he, um, it was more of just a color thing. Like, I based him off kind of like tree frogs, like more common frogs. Okay. That's like that, the something that'll contrast well against, um, like a green, green. Against the green. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It, it's I, funny. Are you like, gonna I remember... make me a Puerto Rican one, a coqui? When are we going to get a coqui in there? <laughs> yeah, someday, someday. <laughs> Um, but as far as the future, so like I said, I'm in sort of in the idea of working a webcomic, just more because I'm getting married. So it's kind of, one of I'm getting time to like, hey, work on it. congrats. Thank you. Epa, when is that happening, kiddo? Uh, in the summer. So it's been, it's coming up in the next couple of months. So it's coming up really fast. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, I, I've been ready for years. So at this point, just... oh, there you go. Hey, that's what she wants to hear. Yeah, I hope you're listening. You got, you got a good man there. <laughs> She she probably hear me through the floor, but um, she'll, I'll send her a link afterwards. But um, I don't know. Uh, says you got a good one there. Hold on. To <laughs> um, and then other projects. I have an idea for a comic. I'm waiting for again just time. Like, and I, I kind of a oh, God. I have it written out. It's called the Banana Man Slayer. The Banana Man. <laughs> so, 
Still story. That sounds psycho already. The the joke is it's a comic book artist who fights like a ring of like guys at convention with banana banana suits and maracas. <laughs> so basically, they're fighting Brian. <laughs> it's peanut yeah. butter jelly time. And <laughs> the, the and I don't want to get too much away, but the joke was a few years ago at a convention. There was one day where I was at Trificon, but it was like a like Friday at convention is usually pretty slow and. Like our lot, our aisle is pretty slow, but it's a Friday. We're hearing someone in this huge auditorium play steel maracas, and like I, we could hear him like across like this huge. <laughs> and he's in a banana costume. He didn't come down at any point. Like, and I'm and at this point I'm like you know I'm, I'm exercising, lifting weights. I'm joking. If he comes down, I'm gonna punch him square in the face. Wait, and, is, wait, this is in New Hampshire. Please tell yeah. me this person, all they do is dress up and, and they just oh. play. They do nothing else. They just play oh. that. They don't oh, even no, look it was, it was, um, it was at a convention in Connecticut. So it was a joke oh. where, um, someone, I, I talked to a few other people. There's always like one person at some convention wherever they go. Like some, it's always the same guy, but someone with a banana costume or rock is just walking yeah, around. Yeah. Because when I went to one in Comic Con, there was this guy dressing the banana, playing maracas, and that's all he did. Even if I say, let me take a picture, he, he wouldn't say, okay. He just kept playing the maracas. We'll look at you and then move on after you took the picture. Would not say a word except oh, God. maracas. <laughs> and, and I agree with you, man. I think that if I go to the Northeast, Craig, uh, you and me may need to jump this guy. <laughs> and, and the way the joke um, kind of evolved too is uh, like every time we, he never came, the guy never once all weekend came down around where I'm like, yeah, he knows I'm gonna hit him. And like every time you hear the rock, <laughs> and then so everyone in the aisle would look right at me every time he walked by, and they're like, "You're gonna do it." And then I was talking to someone about like, um, I'm trying to think. I was watching Unsolved Mysteries at the time, and I I saw the Son of Sam episode where like there's a huge cult, and I'm like, "Oh god!" And I like drew doodles of like me punching, <laughs> and, and it was one of those things where like it was the a joke that I kept going into, and I'm like, "Oh crap! I can't not do this as a comic now. This is too, this is too perfect." Please, please, the Moroccan banana. Let's go. <laughs> I want to see this. It's I like I said, I've written it. I've done like little doodles for each page, but I just haven't had it. Hopefully, please. The, I'm, I'm gonna do it just at some point once like the wedding is done. I can just focus on this and just kind of like go full throttle. Excellent. So let's get past that honeymoon. Uh, okay, yeah. the future Miss Holland, so that we can make this next future cartoon that's gonna be on Adult Swim. Oh God, that would actually be pretty funny for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk to me about the goals. Like, out of all the everything you've done, like, you know, do you have like, again manifestation? You have to speak it onto the yeah. world. What would be the one thing that you would definitely want to see happen with any of your projects? So, one goal is I outside of my personal goal, I just want to keep making books. But I, I, I want to do something for the Ninja Turtles. Like last year. Um, oddly enough, they actually shared one of my drawings. Yeah. So the long yes. story is, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but I did a drawing. So last year, I got tagged in an art challenge, like a fan art challenge, and one week was Ninja Turtles, and I'm like, I've drawn them before. I can't think of anything new. This is, I was gonna skip it. It was July. I'm watching Shutter, and I'm like, wait a minute, what if I do like Halloween theme? Like, I because I had the Michelangelo when he's Frankenstein. Like, why not I just like oh, do them? Cool. Yes, yes. Want to do the trick or treating, and so I like got this idea, and I'm like, oh my god, I had this idea, I drew it, and like, I think I published it in August on Instagram, and then a month later, I get a message on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, it's in my like my spam, not the spam, but the non-general one, okay. and I'm like, okay, it's probably like some guys like, hey, want a partnership for a Rolex or something, but you know, like this, oh yeah, be our administrator, but they're like, hey, we're Ninja Turtles, we like your this drawing, can we share it? I'm like, take it, just take it. Yes. Well, how dare you ask? Just do it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you, you need to kind of sign a sign a disclosure. I'm like, no, 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 just take it. And and what's funny is, um, I was like, this this can't be real. And I signed the disclosure, and they they on October fourth, they're like, yeah, we're gonna share it. And oh, that was the day Facebook God. went down. Oh, you efforts. They posted oh, it, and then it went down. Like, I'm like, you know what? I think it was me. I think I'm the you, one that broke. You broke faith, everybody. Greg Holland is now known for breaking Facebook on October fourth of that year, yo. I I I think it has to make sense because 15 minutes later, after I took a screenshot, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a big moment. Then 
it's like, hey, I go on Twitter, Facebook, and I'm like, ah. You know what? That is a big moment. I hope you took a, a, a screenshot of this. Say, look, I was so big, I broke Facebook. I told people that. Like, I joke where um, <laughs> I, like, text my friends, like, okay, I was going to share it on Facebook, but, hey, like, I they did share it. And eventually it went up, and everybody saw it, and I'm like, oh, thank God. But it was just – it was one of those, like – if I never do a cover, that's my one outside of my personal goals. If I ever do a cover or contribute, that's my one big goal. But if I just had that, I'm like, I'm content. I'm like, that's just, it's kind of one of those yeah. things where. Let's make like, it happen. Let's yeah, make it happen. Of, I, I'm, I'm aggressively like doing all the trails fan art I can do. Be like, hey, hey. Come, come on. You know you want this. <laughs> IDW, you got the license. Here you have an amazing artist right now. Give him a chance. Give him a cover. Give him a cover, because one of my boys that I that I met in Massachusetts, Ian Nichols, also, yeah, awesome homie, bro. Uh, I love the dude to death. Great artist, great humble human being, and you know, I met him going to small cons, and then just a couple of years later, next thing you know, he's working with IDW and has done Ninja Turtle covers. Right. And he did one of those covers when Jonica was coming on. All right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, he got to be able to put his imprint uh, 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 on that. So it's just really cool. So you know what, bro? You're in the Northeast. You're amongst such a talented area. I know you're going to get picked up. I know right now, IDW, you listening. All right? You listening, IDW. You need Craig. Yo, too. You know, let's get them t- that total stuff going. He he needs to pay for this marriage or in that honeymoon, right? <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Appreciate you know, that. many congrats on just you know your, your knobs that that's gonna happen. You know uh, what you're doing now, these projects. You know, here we are talking about manifestation because we're gonna. You, you are awesome. You got these. I like the fact that you one of these creators are actually just creating things that are fun. You know, to take me. Out of, or us rather, out of the natural world, you know what I mean? And take us away, you know, sitting down with some pencils, even though these are not as good as what you got. But, you know, to get there and, and just, just color, have fun making our own story, just thank you for allowing us to have that moment to get away from the world to just, you know, delve into the things that we enjoy. So, you know, you're one of those creators, you know, that I appreciate that. Really work towards those type of goals. So thank you for that. Honestly, bro. I'm giving you your flowers, but Toma, you're the man, bro. And, and, and I hope, uh, you know, everything that you wish for comes to fruition because, you know, you are extremely talented and I know they will. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much for the kind words. <laughs> nah, brother, you got this. So, you know, I know that again, like as I said, my, my personal internet is down, so I can't show off the links, but if you don't mind sharing with our viewers and listeners today, you know, what are your links? Where can I follow you? What is your website? Where can I go ahead and throw my wallet at my computer and buy everything I need to buy? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my main website is, you know, illustration.com. Just my first name, last name, and then illustration.com. Um, my Facebook is Craig Holland Illustration. My Instagram and Twitter is just C Holland R, just my first initial last name in art. Uh, my big cartel, I believe it's chondart.bigcartel.com. If not, it's on my website. So you can check. I think if you go to shop, you should be direct you there. It should have a link to there. Um, uh, I do have a YouTube. I'm not super active on it as much anymore, but it's the same thing, C Holland R. Thankfully, best chance if you find me in social media, just find me at C Holland Art and chances are I'll be yeah. there. Except for if Facebook. it's C Holland art, it's it's this C Holland. <laughs> more, more often than not, I'm like, oh wow, no one's claiming this. I'm taking it. Yeah, you better. I always tell this to every creator: take everything you can, even if you're not going to use the platform for a while, just own the name. Yeah, get it done. I've seen people get held hostage on their names on platforms for bullshit. So just you know, as soon as it comes out, get it, get it done. Just get it all, all at right? once. Get- for real, bro. Yeah. You've been an amazing guest. Again, apologies. This is not my normal way that I do things because, again, the lack of access. But I appreciate you nonetheless for, you know, uh, bearing with me here, chatting with me, you know, telling me about the greatness of this project. Um, 
you know, and, and all this stuff is again available on the website, right? Yep, it is. Yeah, if you go like if you go on my website, you'll get directed to my big cartel. I have, um, yeah, those two books, and I think I have other and goodies on there too. The books. How much is this coloring book right now? Uh, so the coloring Reggie is ten dollars, and the oh, color pencils sweet, are. Man. Yeah, awesome. it's for and then obviously shipping with it too. Um, I think shipping I have at like five six dollars. I, I think oh, it's six. Awesome. Yeah, I want to make people make sure people can afford it. And, yeah, and then this is fifteen dollars, so one five, and then same thing six dollars for. And that's a graphic though. That's a lot yeah, thicker. Yeah, graphic novel. This is sixteen. Yeah, like full color. Um, oh my god, gorgeous, gorgeous. Trying to think where else. Uh, like color, like actual covers done by a couple artist friends I have. Like one of is... Yeah, you see that you win, folks, if you buy this. <laughs> and it comes with, and I'll, I'll include a, I include bookmarks too. I have a bookmark. Some, I don't think I have it on me, but I, I for the um, corporal mascot that does come with bookmarks. Uh, awesome. So you got bookmarks, books, low cost shipping, great books, also at a low, at a low price point. For amazing indie, because folks, you know, if you're not going to support this, bro, then you guys are nuts. Because, you know, these are the people we need to sort of love to. This is the future of the industry. Folks like this. And, you know, if you don't buy this now, you're going to regret it. Because once he shows up on Turtles, you know, and, and you're going to be like, damn, I could have had this early work. Damn it. And it's going to be sold out by then. How <laughs> dare you? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but with that, thank you so much, Craig. You, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you for your time. Again, congratulations to you and your lady. You know, much success in that marriage, much happiness, health, success to both of you, you know, in, in the endeavor. And of course, not just within that, but in your career, because I see nothing but greatness for you. You definitely seem to be a career that's all about the fun and just, you know, enjoying the, the moment in the fandom. So just again, thank you for that. Now, folks, you know what to do. Comiccusaders.com on the cover caves. I'll just try to do what to do. Just follow me and the family everywhere. I went to check out my boy Johnny Hughes on Outside the Panels because, like, you know, I took a couple of weeks off and Johnny picked up a lot of slack doing amazing interviews. So check out everything Outside the Panels on the cover caves and, of course, the Comic Crusaders on YouTube, Comic Crusaders World on YouTube. Um, Check out the website, new stuff every single day, especially when we talk to amazing creators like this. Craig, thank you again for your time. Folks, this is another Comic Crusaders podcast. I'm your boy, Omega. Hasta la próxima. Later. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 